Hello and welcome to my podcast, Just For Today. I am Steph Granger, therapeutic mentor, and I am delighted that you are here. My intention for the Just For Today podcast is to inspire, empower, share my knowledge, tools and techniques, as well as what some may call my wisdom to help you navigate this crazy thing called life. Each episode, I will dig into the lessons I have learned, either through client work or personal experiences or sometimes both. And most importantly, share tangible tools for you to take away in order for you to truly live in the present just for today. So let's not waste any more time and get into the show. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Delighted to have you here. It's Steph. And I'm just going to get right into this week's episode because it comes off the back of a conversation I had recently with a client about conflict. Now, I've spoken about this before on the podcast, but I don't know if you're anything like me. When I start listening to a new podcast, I don't always go back to old uh, episodes. I usually pick up on the most recent one. However, you may not be like me and you may go back and watch all the back, uh, listen to all the back copies. But anyway... This was an interesting one because a client said to me recently that her husband finds her very confrontational and he doesn't enjoy conflict. However, she doesn't believe she's being confrontational. She just wants to talk about things that might be coming up for them and find a resolution to that or just have a discussion about it, just have a debate about it and feels that that's a very healthy way to find a resolution to potentially something that they're not in agreement on. Whereas his approach is, I don't want to talk about it. It's too confronting. I don't, it's, you're being too aggressive. You're being too defensive. I don't want to talk about it. We don't talk about it. And then what happens is one member feels completely um, shut down, unheard, whilst the other party is necessarily feeling better, but they will be happier because they're not having to deal with what they perceive to be conflict. It's a really interesting one, isn't it? Because conflict, I mean, if you think about the word as I say it, conflict, how's that landing with you? Because for some people, when I say it, certainly in session, they will go, oh, no, oh, no, I don't like conflict. I will run away as fast as I can from conflict. And others will be, well, yeah, you know, if things need to be said, will say it. I need to say it because I can't not deal with something if it's upsetting me, bothering me or whatever. Um, And there's people in the middle of that continuum that will be like, no, I don't enjoy it, but I will do it. But it's really uncomfortable. Um, And, you know, you'll know where you fit within that spectrum. Personally, I don't enjoy it. It's not something I like. Um, but I know it's absolutely necessary. And I know also that constructive conflict is exactly that. Constructive conflict creates solutions. It creates outcomes. It helps the parties that are engaging in that conversation to, to work towards a resolution when it's constructive. But what most of us experience or dislike is destructive. And they're both very, very different saying goes in the workplace and I would say that it goes with any form of conflict is when we're in disagreement with somebody we need to be able to weigh in to be able to buy in so if my husband was proposing something to me that I wasn't in agreement with initially 
I would be more than happy to weigh in on that discussion so that I could see where he was coming from, understand his perspective. Potentially he could understand mine. But you have a much higher chance of getting a resolution when somebody feels safe enough to weigh in on that subject, completely unfiltered and without the fear of being shut down, not heard, not listened to. I mean, the key word there is safety, right? There's there has to be a presence of safety within it within any um, conflict that we engage in that we will be heard that we will be seen and we won't be reprimanded or we won't be chastised after the conversation it won't carry on after that so let's just say you're having a conversation with somebody and they don't like what you say you believe you found a resolution and for the rest of the day they sulk about it or they hold it against you in three weeks' time, or you know at some point they're going to throw it back at you. That isn't a safe, a psychologically safe environment. Therefore, going forward, you would potentially be um, hesitant to weigh in again, have an open discussion again, because you know that at some point, if you didn't agree with the other person's perspective, it could get thrown back at you, or there could be repercussions coming your way. So psychological safety is a massive part of conflict. We have to feel safe to be able to weigh in on that subject. And also what is what can be really helpful is to have an understanding of that other person's map of the world and a respect of that other people that other person or persons map of the world. So what do I mean by that? If this is new words that you've heard from me, map of the world is essentially the way I see the world through my eyes is completely different to every way somebody else sees it. And every single person on this planet sees the world in a different way. Nobody sees it the same. And the reason we don't see it the same is because we're all living a very unique and individual human existence based on what we see, what we hear, what we feel, what what we do as we move through the world, the conditioning we've had, the experiences we've had through our lifetime. Even siblings that have been raised in the same household with the same parents for the same amount of time will have a different map of the world based on their lifetime experiences. So let me give you an example of this. I have a desire to visit Dubai. This is a very basic example. I really want to go to Dubai. I just want to go and experience it. My husband couldn't think of anything worse for no reason like I don't have a massive reason why I just would love to go love to experience it he couldn't think of anything worse he loves to he wants to go to Australia he's been to Australia and would love to go and see more I don't want to ever visit Australia and I mean I'm not going to lie and if anybody's listening here that's Australian or has been there you know it is because of the fear of the insects and the snakes and everything else plus the distance, like the amount of flying time. And even that is my map of the world. Sitting on a plane for that long, not being able to sleep, not be, just being tired, getting bored. Whereas Grange feels very different. He can sleep anywhere. He doesn't mind sitting for periods of time. He could watch He could watch a whole series. He can read a whole book. So we're, we're very different in that perspective. And that's just the way that I see the world as opposed to how he sees the world. My world, my map of the world, traveling to Australia, it would involve multiple stops, business class tickets, me being able to sleep, maybe some um, sleeping tablets. He, would, he wouldn't he would enjoy it in economy, but he would do it because it's a means to an end to get somewhere. 
So you see what I'm saying here? We all have a different way of looking at the world. We all have beliefs and we behave in a certain way because of how we have experienced that world growing up and um, how we present current day. As we look at a picture of the world through, you know, like an atlas or a map of the world on the wall, we're all going to see it in the same way. But when we actively step into that map, we're all going to do it in a completely different way. So when it comes to conflict and having constructive conflict, for people to have constructive conflict, they need to have experienced it. They need to have witnessed it at some point in their life. And for many of us, what we will have witnessed is destructive conflict. We would have witnessed potentially our parents shouting at one another when everything got too much and it broke down, the communication broke down and it became shouting. Or the conflict could be silence, people being frozen out, people being ignored, you know, sulking, that, that freezing somebody out is just as painful to experience as somebody screaming and shouting at you. And as a child growing up in an environment where the conflict was very destructive, that's what they learned about conflict. That's what that child would have learned, that conflict is uncomfortable. It is, it's just not something they enjoy. They wouldn't want to engage in it at any time soon. And they're going to grow up with that conditioning, that belief that conflict is not something to do um, easily or something that it was something to just move away from, avoid at all costs. Whereas if you've been raised in an environment or you've been subjected to an environment where healthy conflict is, you know, really good discussions, debates, you know, people really weighing in on something with respect of each other and speaking in a calm tone, a respectful tone, in a solution-based tone, you're going to come out of that with a very different perspective. Your map with in reference to conflict is going to look very different to somebody's map of the world where it's very destructive. So the person with a map with really constructive conflict isn't going to struggle to engage in subjects that can be um, difficult sometimes to talk about. Because they're looking for a solution. They're solution focused when they're in a a state of constructive conflict. They're wanting to find a solution to that by the means of communication, by the means of weighing in to buy in. So it's a very different mindset to somebody that engages with that fear of destructive conflict. They may even don't want to weigh in because destructive leads to behaviors that isn't looking for a solution. Or they don't even know how to begin that process of bringing up a subject to have a conversation about it. So just for today, what I would encourage you to do, if you find yourself in one of those camps, one or other of those camps, and you are in a relationship with somebody that likes to have, you know, constructive debates, and you find it difficult to do that, have a conversation about some rules that you want to create around your discussions before you find yourself in a state of conflict. Have a discussion about their map of the world. Find out about their map of the world and share what yours looks like. Because everybody's different, like I say, and the the most important factor is that we respect another person's map of the world. However, we don't have to compromise ourselves in order to do that. It just comes with that mutual respect of this is what I see. I can understand what you now see. Let's find our way of moving through difficult conversations that need to be had some conversations need to be had we can't just shy away and run away when we do shy away and run away what happens is we tip over because it builds and builds and builds like a block of lego we're not speaking we're not speaking we're not speaking it tips 
it crashes over and it always crashes over something completely irrational it crashes over something that isn't really the thing it's just the tipping point for you it's just stacked so high because it's been ignored and suppressed for so long so my suggestion for you just for today would be to have a conversation about what does your map look like around conflict tell me about your experience have that discussion with somebody that you 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 live with that you care about that you're in a relationship with whether that's a working relationship a romantic relationship an intimate relationship whatever somebody that you're in a relationship with where effective communication would be really really valuable and useful to you discuss what both of your maps look like and do it at a time when you don't need to have a conversation that potentially could create that uncomfortable feeling for one or both of the parties have the conversation when it's it's a calm environment it's a safe environment you feel psychologically safe to have that conversation that would be my suggestion to you because i believe if we live in a world where we have an understanding and a respect for another person's map of the world we communicate with positive intention and we are always looking for a solution to the communication piece it would be a much nicer place to live in let me know what you think come over to the whatsapp group come and join the discussion in there i'd love to have you join me the link will be in the show notes and if this you know triggered you in any way or you're thinking my goodness i'd like to explore my map i'd love to be much better with this i'd like to be more comfortable with this certainly when it comes to conflict get in touch this is something i work with my clients with all the time get in touch either drop me a message on whatsapp send me an email i'm going to put all the links in the show notes i'd love to hear from you thank you for listening lovely people and i will speak to you next time thank you for being here and listening in i am so so grateful for this opportunity to spend time with you i would love to hear from you about topics you would like me to dive into and you can connect with me on the socials at i am steph granger so before you go Let me leave you with this final thought. Just for today, be present in your life. Engage your senses. See what you see. Hear what you hear. And feel what you feel. And really notice what is right in front of you. Because one thing we truly know to be true is that we only have now. Take care. Until next time.